This is the Geek Therapy Podcast, and on this episode, we're going to talk about some of this year's biggest blockbusters. All right, Laura, we're, we're back, um, back for our weekly sort of staff meeting. Um, staff meeting. Hey, I'm going to, I like it. Actually, these are fun staff meetings. I go to staff meetings like twice a week, and this is, this is a good one. So this far, they've one. been fun. This is only the second one. <laughs> um, and really, I mean, if, if we're looking at it like a staff meeting, uh, it's time to uh, get some feedback. And my feedback is that how did we let some of the biggest movies to perhaps ever come out <laughs> and definitely uh, biggest movies in the six months, uh, last six months go by and we didn't include a single one in the library? I blame you. D- okay. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. That'll be my answer to everything. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> So, so really, there's like four big movies, I think, that we've kind of overlooked. And so we're going to just take a look at them and see if there's anything that we can pull from them. I think there is. And just plenty. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah. And, um, and these are definitely movies that were very popular. Definitely a lot of people have seen them. So it makes them easier to, to work with, right? It's good, it's good to work with stuff that people have seen. Because if nobody's seen it, then, then what good is it? Right. <laughs> so let's start with um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, Star Wars. Did you did you like this movie, Lara? We have discussed this at length. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, and, the, right, and and I don't want to like review the movies. Um, no. I like I, I liked it a lot too. I have I have some issues in a broader Star Wars sense. But as right. as an experience, as a yes. one movie, I I really liked it. I I love it. And um, so, can you think of any themes um, or any situations that might be helpful um, for when we put it in the library? There's the obvious, like it's almost like a coming of age kind of thing for Ray. I mean, she. I yeah. mean, she's an adult. She's. She's like what, like twenty something, but still, it's like a, a finding who you are identity story um, for her and for Finn. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have. Um, I actually took notes, so yeah, prove that you're better than me. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so there is, um, like, there's this feeling that she's she seems like you said she's a little older but she does have like um like an orphan or abandoned yeah. vibe you know um and because although we don't see her when she's younger she did have to go through that we do see that moment where she was abandoned where her family left right. her um that's like well, a, that's we a assume it's moment. her family yeah yeah um, somebody left her. Somebody left her. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of a powerful moment. And yeah, absolutely. There's this this um, coming of age. There's this growth. Um, I think it's cool that they show how self-reliant she is. Even though she's right. been alone, she's super strong, um, takes care of herself. And, and like she takes care of herself. She's not taking care of somebody else. You know, it's just her. And um, also a very uh, positive female role model. Oh my gosh! How I've been to and like at Disneyland, and there are so many little girls dressed as Ray. So many. 
Yeah. So many. At my niece's birthday party, she was she it was it was a Clone Wars party technically. So she was dressed as Ahsoka, um, my five year old niece. But the um, her mom, my sister, uh, wore a Ray costume, and I believe three of the girls who came to the party dressed as Ray also. That's awesome. And. And costumes were, like, optional, mm-hmm. you know? You didn't have to come in a costume. But the girls who did came in a Ray costume, which was fantastic. And I've seen kids even in not just the the standard, like, uh, with the when she has the lightsaber or anything, but, like, in her scavenger outfit where you can't yeah, even yeah, see her exactly. face. Like, it's just so cool seeing all the different ways people Versions. interpret her and, and yeah. the different costumes that are out there. Yeah. Yeah, I've I honestly haven't looked this up or, or really, or and I don't have any anecdotal stories about this, but um, I I wonder how well um, Ray toys have sold among boys. Huh. Right? I wonder too. Like I, like I remember when I was a kid. For, first um, question: What Ray toys? <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought that was resolved. Aren't there action there figures? There are now. There, there are, are now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Old joke. Yeah. Old joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're catching up here on Geekdom. That's right. Um, uh, like I remember when I was a kid, I had uh, I was I was really into He Man, and He Man's sister Shira <laughs> uh, was was you know like a new hero. Yeah. And I remember her action figure was really more like a little doll, like a miniature doll. Than a, than a real action figure, like the, like plastic with, you know, um, with limbs that moved and stuff like that, like, like the He-Man figure. Um, but I still had that, and I, I thought it was cool to, to play with, you know, this powerful character. But I, I, I wonder how it sold. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned Finn. Definitely Finn's story is awesome because you learn that he's been essentially programmed, yeah. you know? That now we know that stormtroopers go through this, uh, you know, through this like brainwashing, and he struggles with that, and he wants to be his own person, and he's um, willing to um, go against, you know, everything that he has been told to kind of do what he thinks is right, and and that was that's also like very. Very powerful stuff. And he's pulled out of the whole brainwashing thing through this traumatic event and overcomes yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. Um, also, also, he displays anxiety symptoms. Right. I completely forgot right? about that. He's um, And you took he's, notes. He's essentially having a <laughs> – yeah, he's – yeah, well, I didn't – you know, I haven't seen the movie in a, in a couple months. Uh Lara, <laughs> but uh, but he did, he has a panic attack at the beginning. That's right. I forgot about that. He had to take his helmet uh-huh. off. Yeah, because he didn't yeah. want to kill anybody, and his friend died right next to him. Well, yep. We assume his friend. Yep. I mean, we don't know what the stormtroopers do in their off time. Still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are those are most of the things that I that I wrote down. The other thing is um, also. I guess the Han and Kylo Ren stuff, you know, the like hoping and wanting so badly to be able, like from Han's perspective and Leia, you know, to to really want that redemption of their son, you know, to kind of they they didn't want to accept that he was lost. Right. They still had hope um, that he would be that he wasn't completely evil, that he would come back. You know, and I'm sure a lot of people could relate yeah. to that. Well, and in that scene with with Kylo and uh, 
Han, you know, it's not, I don't think he was faking the whole time. I think he really was trying, he was trying to, to figure out what was good in him and what wasn't and where he wanted to land. And, um, so it wasn't like Han and Leia's faith was misplaced or anything and they were right to hope for their kid. Um, but yeah, that didn't turn out so well for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess, you know, the, uh, you know, Leia does have to survive a death of, uh, of her spouse and kind of the, this betrayal of her son. Yeah, it's kind of a kind loss of... there for her too, because I, I would assume, we're going to find out later probably, but we, I would assume that she feels like he's dead to her now. And that there's no coming back from it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not easy. Not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, those, those are kind of the biggest moments that I think that people could relate to um, as far as characters in the, in the film. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Maybe losing a limb. Uh, if you ever lost a limb, you could relate to C-3PO. Maybe. <laughs> Or, or, okay, (laughs) you got to address R2-D2. Come on. He was, he was so torn up about Luke disappearing that he just shut down for like, what, 30 years? I mean. This is, okay, so, (laughs) so that's, that's one interpretation of what happened. No, I know. kind of. I know. And, but it, but it's legit. Right, right. He's so messed up because his friend is gone that. Yeah. That he just shut down. And there's this comment from J.J. Abrams that apparently the moment that he heard that there was a way to find Luke, he started like this, like booting up. Right. And it took him to, conveniently till the end of the movie <laughs> to turn back yep. on. But, you know, if like if you're, you know, like being in, in, in a deep depression or just like a grieving, you know, it's not an on off switch. Like it can take a while to get out of that. That's right. You can have a little uh, spark and then have some hope yeah. and, and take time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how many people related to uh, R2D2, but I think, I think that's a good point. I think that's a, uh, that's really interesting. But I look at it. Hey, he was, he okay. had like what one line in the movie. And it was like, but he's one of the important characters. You can't forget R two D two. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. So, any other thoughts on on Force Awakens? It's an awesome movie. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, of course. Um, there was this. Uh, I I think there's something here within. Um, like Kylo's obsession with his grandfather. Okay. Kind of this idea that he he has it so he sees Darth Vader as a role model of this thing that he wants to become. Mm-hmm. But really he's not taking into consideration all of the years that um Anakin was good and the fact that upon on his deathbed like he redeemed himself, you know? And so Kylo is kind of only looking at the things that he wants to see. And I can't come up with a good word for it right now. Um, and I, and I didn't, really didn't write this down. But um, there's this like idolizing, right? But it's idolizing. It's really like a reflection of what he wants to be more than what it really is. Because he's not really being 
like Anakin, he really is only seeing the Darth Vader piece. Well, that can happen in your average person's life, too. I worked with a client who um, his mother uh, abandoned him when he was young and he reconnected with her later on in life. Um, and he was taken away from her eventually because of drug use, but, um, because of her drug use. And when she passed away while he was in, um, residential care and after her death, he kind of idolized her and, and had this thing about like, oh, my mom was going to bring me home and we were going to be okay. And, and all these things about mom loves me and I I shouldn't act the way I do because mom wouldn't want me to be a quote unquote bad kid. And, um, he kind of forgot all these other things that mom did that were not so great. Um, and he struggled with that for a while because those memories, the bad memories would come up and, and kind of interfere with that so you can I, I mean if you don't have the whole story or even like like kylo ren didn't know his grandfather or even if you do have the whole story and you just have have some memories um yeah you can focus on one or the other uh, after someone has passed yeah yeah and and i think it's more likely for someone to relate to maybe han and leia's experience of seeing that happen to their son yeah it, because it might be harder for someone to realize that that's what they're experiencing. Exactly, but but as an outside observer to yeah. that, you can definitely yeah. see that that's a normal human experience. Yeah. So, like maybe maybe a client who's um, or, or that particular client, right, just going through a situation like that. Maybe they see the movie, and you could talk about Kylo Ren in that sense, and and maybe and point out like, hey, he's missing some of the picture here. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's good. See. Okay, so that so now now we're done with Force Awakens. Okay. Yes. <laughs> After two extra things we added into there. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Um all right, so the second movie, uh Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which I I liked a lot. Did you did you like it? I liked it. Part of my liking it so much I think is because I didn't like people hating it before they'd even seen it. <laughs> You're an anti-hater? I am an anti-hater. I say yeah. give movies a chance, okay? Give them a chance. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Then you can hate it. <laughs> Just form your own opinion. Um, I, I heard a review that the way to describe it was like just um, two hours of two action figures being banged against each other, something like that. Um, there was a lot more to that than some action yeah. figures being banged against each other. Yeah, yeah. But... I have no problem with that as a movie. <laughs> we like, should a make a movie experience. like that. <laughs> it would be very cheap to produce. I think we could do it. I think <laughs> I think we got the skills. Um, and it could be entertaining. So I, I liked uh, Batman v Superman a lot. Um, I did enjoy it. Can you think of any, any, any themes from that movie in particular? It's been so long since I've seen it. <laughs> All right, so 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 I, I this is why notes come in handy, Lara. Okay, but I wouldn't have <laughs> notes because I haven't seen it in so long. Come on now. All right, so um, one thing that I thought was it kind of came to me now after after a while is the idea that um, 
the the version of Bruce Wayne that I like um, a lot is, you know, when it's evident that he the reason why he became a hero was motivated by the idea that he doesn't want what happened to him as a child to happen to any other child ever again. Right. And and I've always found that super inspirational. So really in this movie, it takes that to an extreme. You know, he witnesses what happens um, when Superman is essentially set free on a city. And the way I see like his motivations in the movie is like, that's not happening again. Like no one else is going to lose people close to them because of this alien ass. Right. So we're going to mm-hmm. take care of it. And really, that's it. Like, that's the guiding principle. You know, it isn't. I think that's why he didn't like just walk over to Metropolis and be like, I'm going to have a talk with this guy. You know, he just decided this is we're done here. This is never happening again. And so he has this sense of responsibility um, that is. I don't know. I, I know that sometimes that can be very like I love Batman as a character, but I I believe that a lot of the things that make him great are also make him problematic when we talk about him when we talk about him in, in this in this context. Like I think that that reason for doing something is is great and very inspiring, but I also but I don't agree to just go out and punch all your problems in the face. Right. You know, so so there, there's a lot about Batman that I that I, I go back and forth on, even though he is my favorite um, superhero and, and I love his stories. But for for the lessons <laughs> that you can yeah. from it, it's kind of hard. So in this sense, I mean, his sense of responsibility is often like kind of blind, you know, and, and, and slightly misguided and often dangerous. I had such a hard like I love the movie, but I had such a hard time with this movie because Batman and Superman, both of them were stubborn, misguided men. And I just wanted to, like, smash both their heads in and let Wonder Woman take over the whole thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted out of the movie. Um, but, I mean, I loved how, and some, a lot of people hate how the two of them connected over the Martha thing. But I I thought that connection was interesting. And I actually leaned over to my friend during the movie and I was like, I totally forgot that both of their mom's names is Martha. Oh, my gosh. For me, it was really weird because one of my favorite comic book series from the past few years has been Batman, um, uh, Batman and Superman, where it's essentially a team up book and they're Mm -hmm. together all the time. And when the New 52 started, that version of it. They it even shows them interacting when they were younger, oh, and wow. and I I always forget that both of their names uh, their mom's names are Martha too. So even though I don't love the way it happened in the movie, right? Like the execution of it wasn't right. like I would I would have probably done it a little different. I love the fact that that was it. That that was that was the thing, and it's something that is really simple. You know, it was like. Batman was about to kill Superman. Right. It was and and that one thing was like it was I don't know, I've felt that way in the past where maybe sometimes I feel like maybe you're at a party or maybe you're at an event or maybe you're working somewhere, you know, it could have happened at school and you feel alone or you or or maybe just, you know, you haven't connected with certain people and you find this one thing that is so important to you and you can share that with somebody else. Yeah. And that moment is super powerful. 
Mm-hmm. And in this movie, like, of course, it, it's a huge, giant uh, blockbuster where, you know, the stakes are incredibly high and it's crazy stuff happening. But that idea of connecting with someone over something that is really important to you is definitely something that people could could relate to. And again, I don't know so much about the ex- execution of the movie, but but right. just talking about that, um, having it as a talking point, I think I think could lead to some cool stuff. Well, and even okay, so the name Martha is like a one word way of like picturing putting the pulling the whole thing together in a movie. You have to make things quick and can make connections quickly, um, but the idea of like what you were talking about before with Batman doesn't want anyone to lose their parents, doesn't want the same thing to happen. And he is faced with, oh my gosh, the Superman's mom is in trouble and I don't want him to lose her. I don't want anyone to lose somebody and it's about to happen right now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's and powerful. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was like, save Martha. He didn't just save yeah. Martha, you know? He was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> Why would you say that name? Why would you say this name that is so important to me? Like no one else knows someone named Martha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, th- I thought that was, again, execution. Right. Not, not, not a fan of, but I thought it was but really good. But the theme is important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that idea was good. Um, and the other thing, I have a quick note about kind of – I mean, I think Lex is an interesting character um, because at some like Lex traditionally um, he comes out of he's like playing out of fear, but mm-hmm. in this movie that's not really what's happening. You know, he's really just trying to manipulate, and I think we don't know exactly what his end game is, especially he's... considering there's um, there's like deleted scenes that show him probably talking to dark side, you know, and things like that. So, so I think his motivations aren't clear, but his manipulation in this um, movie and, and the way he used fear was um, interesting, but I don't, I don't, I can't really think of a lot there. It was, okay. So I haven't read a lot of Superman or watched a lot of Superman. I think the last time I watched Superman stuff was like Adventures of Lois and Clark. Like that was a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But it's called Lois and Clark: The The New Adventures of Superman. Okay, whatever. I was a kid. Okay, and I love Dean Cain, by the way. Um, But he's not what I expected. Um, I I don't know. I I guess it worked for me, but I don't have that much experience with looking at Lex Luthor, I guess that kind of helps me to be able to accept that. (laughs) Yeah, but as far as, like, anything that happened in the movie, I can't really, I don't really remember anything. He was just a bad guy. Yeah. And and I can't really, there's nothing that really jumped out at me about, um, that that we could use. So I don't think I would put anything about him necessarily. No. In the the library. Maybe maybe when I, if I rewatch it. I want to rewatch when the, there's an ultimate edition coming out with additional scenes, including Barbara Gordon. Really? Yeah. She's in the new commercial for the new version. Oh, that yeah. makes the movie so much better. <laughs> just, I'm telling you, Wonder Woman, for me, the whole movie was made with the with the musical riff for Wonder Woman's like intro music and like her. They did that and then they told Zack Snyder to build a movie around it? Yeah. I think that's what happened? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, they should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so not much more to say about um, Batman v Superman. No. So next up is Captain America: Civil War. Actually, I'm doing this out of order, but yeah, you we are. can go. We can go to Civil War. It's okay. Okay, we're going to Civil War. Yeah. It's my favorite one of the blockbusters, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So any any there's some pretty obvious themes there, but it, do any jump out at you? Loyalty to friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my friend was actually really pissed off about that. He was like, "This the the Civil War is not supposed to be about loyalty to friends." And I said, "It's about loyalty to friends at the at the risk of." yourself and doing what's right to protect your friend um, and sticking to what you believe in to protect your friend. It's not just about protecting your friend. So so specifically you're talking about Cap um, and, and Bucky. Yeah, like risking a lot to protect Bucky. Yeah. Which and it's not just about him protecting his friend who did something wrong. He's protecting his he's protecting Bucky to further of a, a to foil a plot um, and fight for the right to foil that plot with Bucky um, without any government interference. Um, so, 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 yeah, so really, like, yeah, like the, the loyalty thing, it was taken to an extreme in the movie, yes, right? Yes. Which um, the movie, the Civil War really isn't about that. But the end of the movie is absolutely about exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, so just uh, are you Team Cap or Team Iron team Man? Team Cap all the way. Really? No, I'm Team Iron Man. Definitely. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 those are two of the themes that are like really it's a philosophical divide in the movie, right? right. And and while I agree with both, like I don't think it's a black and white choice, but ultimately I side more with Tony in that. It's really messed up that there's this group of people that's super powerful and is just going around essentially, even though they're doing good, they're still – I do believe there should be some accountability um, I or agree. at least some responsibility, even even if that means that the – like they didn't have the discussion with us in the room, you know, that it could have been something like, well, the UN agrees to, you know, clean up after you guys because we agree that you're doing good, but we can't just clean up after every single thing. You know, like, it's just, like, tidying things up and and not leaving a mess wherever you go because to a, to an extent, it is kind of irresponsible. You know, kind of like looking back at Batman v Superman, like, Superman is so powerful that he, like, he pretty much, it wasn't his fault um, or it wasn't just his fault, but, like, he leveled the city trying to protect yeah. it, you know? Um, and like, but here's the thing, but here's the thing. If he hadn't leveled that city, how many more people would have died? The whole well, planet. For me, I agree with some accountability, some responsibility, but if you bring in this UN panel and they have to approve what you go and do by the time you get there, how many more people are dead? Like, and and they were using the Sokovia incident. Sokovia was ultimately Ultron was Tony's fault, not the Avengers' fault. Just Tony. <laughs> um, well, and I guess Bruce Banner. But um, so they're talking about Sokovia, and but if they hadn't gone there and they had waited even minutes 
more people would have died. The whole planet would have died because that whole city would have been lifted a little more in the air and it would have crashed down and destroyed the planet. So I'm not, I'm not yeah, disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I, I know. <laughs> but But the government red tape would have caused those extra few minutes and how many more people would have died? Listen, as an ex-government uh, <laughs> employee, I can tell you that I relate with everything that you just said. I work okay. with governments with red tape. So yeah, yeah it is On the other side of it, <laughs> trying but, to do the good. <laughs> but still philosophically, I side, um, I, I kind of side with that uh, part of it. And, you know, and Tony's coming from a place where he, like, he does feel really bad about the things that they've done. And he kind he of feels wants... really bad about the things he has done uh, and they have yeah, done. But yeah. but what he has done, I think he and he doesn't trust anyone to be able to control themselves um, because he can't control himself. But um, neither can um, like neither can like Hulk Hulk's movies have left a lot of stuff. Right. Um, so have um, Thor's movies. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, but there's, there's this examples. idea that, that, so Tony, he's very, like, he's concerned about what he's done and he doesn't trust other people to do, uh, to not mess things up and do these, these things that'll, uh, destroy planets. Um, but Captain America believes that people are good and that they as a team are good people and will do the right thing. And he trusts in himself and he trusts in the team to be able to work together to not do these crazy things. Um, that they've already done. That they've already times. done. <laughs> um, I will so, still argue it's all Tony's fault. Um, fault. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree completely. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting to see him after, you know, in Iron Man 3, he ha- he's displaying... Um, PTSD symptoms, right? Definitely. Um, actually, is it past? If it's within the first six months, it's acute stress disorder. If it's after six months, it's PTSD. I think enough time has gone by. I think where it's, it's been like, more than six months. Yeah, I think it's PTSD. So, but you even know, then, he's there's other things in the in the first two Iron Man movies that he's been and the Avengers movies. He's been through a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what what uh, the point I'm making is that after Iron Man three and then through Age of Ultron, like he is. He is coping and he's doing better and right. kind of um, this is a way – like this isn't him just sitting around doing nothing. Like he's trying to fix it, you know. He's trying to – I think he's trying to proactively um, deal with everything that he's done, you know. And and the Accords may be a way of, of doing that. But he doesn't really display – um, any symptoms really that I think anybody could relate to because it is mostly just a philosophical thing. There are some flashbacks though, that whole, um, oh, I had a conversation with somebody about that whole intro scene in, uh, in civil war with the technology he creates to be able to go back into a traumatic situation. Oh yes, of course. And That's redo actually, it. Yes. Um, that oh, how would I be so that? cool. That would be yeah. so cool to have. Um, I know I have a certificate in traumatology, and in our, some of our classes, we talked about um, drugs that will help you reprogram memories and make them less um, less intense by reliving mm-hmm. the event and remembering the event while you're on the medication. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I have opinions about that. But still, um, with the treatment that uh, that Tony Stark creates, that would be so cool going through and redoing things and and being able to to recreate your narrative like and and yeah. and physically do it like in virtual reality. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how could I forget that? Of course. That's like that was the only thing that I wanted to put in the library when I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. And so and Take so right, that like, note taker. <laughs> oh man. Right. And so and so this is a good point. Uh, the the film um, kind of opens with this scene, right, where it's a very young Tony Stark seeing his parents the last time he saw them. Yes. Right? That's when they're going out um, on their car ride. And later on, we find out that they that they died right after that. But mm-hmm. um, And then I, like, I, I don't remember what he says immediately after when he describes it, but he's talking to this group of students and telling them about the potential benefits of how this could help. Right. Um, with with uh, trauma to deal with trauma, yeah, and and that that is awesome because I think in the context of what we're trying to do, just having that conversation, right? Of how would you like maybe they don't want to do something like I don't know, like the open chair technique, right? Which requires you to like imagine somebody sitting there and then like you're talking to them, and sometimes uh, that can feel a little a little. Well, it feels silly. really weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Clint Eastwood made made it. Uh, Made the world see how how silly it can be, but it it can be powerful too. Um, yes, but yes. it's hard to like get into. But somebody who's seen the movie and like gets it, like we could have a pretty good conversation talking about that technology, even though it's hypothetical. And and yeah, yeah, it's it's very cool. And I guess he is, you know, again, that's just another example of Tony trying to fix things. You know, he's in a very proactive uh, or active um, state at this point. But yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he does flip out at the end. Yeah. And that's definitely something that people could relate to. Because and, even even Cap and Bucky are just like kind of relaxed throughout the whole thing at the end, you know? Yeah. And and he's flipping out and and understandably so. Yeah. Um, he I don't just think... found out big news about what happened to his parents, right? Like Yeah. Um, and he saw it happen actually. Yes. So so actually, this is this is good for a further discussion because the whole idea of the device at the beginning of kind of reliving a memory um, to kind of ease with the treatment, kind of at the end, he saw this thing. He had probably imagined it, but he actually saw them get murdered on the tape. And right. that's like a brand new traumatic experience, you know? Like Iron Man 4, like uh, what, what will he be like then? Right. Um, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see. Um his ups and downs. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people could relate to Tony's experiences in in Civil War. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And of course like uh T'Challa loses his father too. Um and becomes a king and has to take up this role <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, yeah, like how yeah. many people, you know, you lose a parent and People are depending and then, on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like how many people lose a parent and then they have to step up and take care of the family or, you know, and he was take able, care of things. Later on, he's able to admit that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot, there, there are a lot of macho, like, characters in, in movies and television that I don't think would admit that they were wrong about somebody and then be willing to help that person at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And talking about Bucky. Um, yeah. yeah, 
And then, um, damn, now it's like all flowing back. Like it's all going <laughs> I was uh, a few minutes ago, I was going to say, should we even include the movie? Um, so there's two obvious ones now. Uh, Scarlet Witch, um, what she does at the beginning, she feels really guilty about it. But mm-hmm. really, when you look at it, um, she did do the best that she possibly could have. Right. Um, there was like, uh, again, like she did, she did exactly what she needed to do to save the most lives at that moment. And that was, um, yeah, that's like, it's hard, you know, to feel like you, you did your best and it still wasn't good enough. I think a lot of like police officers or veterans could kind of, um, they could relate to that kind of experience. You know, you accidentally cause something and it's not your fault. Um, you did the best you could. Um, yeah. And, and she, you, f- she feels horrible. I think yeah. part of what makes it even worse for her is she's starting to get to a normal place. And then the vision and Tony won't let her leave the apartment or the house because yeah. She could hurt somebody and they don't trust her not just to not walk in public, you know? Yeah. Now people are treating her differently because of what happened. Even though she's now maybe accepting what happened, um, the people around her aren't. So her life is now changed and and things are are more difficult. Yeah. 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 And, And I guess... I can't really go into the vision right now because I don't remember some of the lines. I know that right. there's this thing about him becoming a real boy, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, kind of. I, I guess he does mention that he he doesn't understand the thing in his head. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. he doesn't know what it means, and he doesn't know what it could do, and so there's just this uncertainty to it. So I think I think some people could find something there, but I can't think of anything right now. But definitely Scarlet Witch's stuff is uh, important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think going through the rest of the team. And I mean, Spider-Man and, and joining a team of people and learning that you're not the 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 coolest <laughs> kid on the block um well i, I think yeah. the only if there was a lesson there it's that he's more powerful than most of the people on that battlefield right but he lacked the training yeah you know? um mm-hmm. so there's that uh um yeah i mean it was good to see that i actually i, I do like this that um Black Widow and Hawkeye, they're fighting. But, but they're, they're still friends. Yeah, while they're doing it, they're like, I know we're on opposite sides of this, but we're still friends, right? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> we're okay. <laughs> we're still cool. I, I think one of them said something along the lines of, it depends on how bad you hurt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the exact lines. But but, but it was least, something like that, yeah. 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 So so that was kind of cool. Yeah, but I think I think the Tony stuff definitely all go in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the Scarlet Witch stuff. Okay. Yes. Um, all right, last two. So I, I do want to talk about Deadpool because I think I think Deadpool is like a surprise hit. And the character of Deadpool has always had some interesting – like the, the, the idea that this character's origin story comes from him having cancer. 
um, has always been interesting to me. And then essentially the treatment for his cancer leaves him disfigured and a superhero, but, uh, or super powerful (laughs) hero is, uh, um, depends on the storyline, but. He uh, always says he's not a hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he so, can. He, he's a mercenary, so he can sometimes be a good guy. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. So I think things that I thought the the movie did really well. Um, I think it showed romance very well. <laughs> it was a it beautiful did. love story. It did. Um, they were perfect for each other. They were. They were. Um, and then when he got his cancer diagnosis. Um, I, I think it was great the way they showed how difficult it was for them, you know, and how supportive she was. I was about to say how supportive she was of him and like, let's do this. What do we got to do? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was devastating for them because you kind of, you're following them, um, through very happy times and they're kind of like peak happiness, you know, (laughs) they're they're in a great moment and, kind of settling down and you know and he gets his diagnosis and the way that he's dealing with it like I thought it was pretty you know it was very realistic even though he was always joking around the way he expressed those feelings and the way you could see that she was reacting to it um, really really um, easy to relate to if you've ever been through anything like that I think one of the biggest things for me in the movie was his use of humor to make it through his really messed up life and all the trauma he goes through. Um, And that can go both ways. Someone can use humor too much and avoid what they're feeling. And sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes it's harmful. Um, But I think that was his way of coping and it was really entertaining for the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah. Technically humor is also his way of killing, beating people up, running, everything, (laughs) doing anything. (laughs) <laughs> breathing. Oh, that movie was so good. It was um, hilarious. It's not for everybody. No, no, no. Not for everybody, um, especially not kids. Uh, yeah. Don't don't take your kids. It's rated R. There there was an eight year old in the theater when I went to go see it. Of course there was. I I I I just I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, and one thing that I think that a lot of people could definitely relate to is him feeling embarrassed because of the way he looks. Yeah. And then all of the stuff that he avoids because of it, you know, he could have, the, you know, typical movie. Like the movie would have ended a lot earlier if he would have just gone to his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> of course. Right? Right at the beginning. Um, but he was too embarrassed. Like he, he thought, and really maybe not embarrassed, but he believed that she wouldn't love him because uh, he was disfigured now. And, yeah. you know, like I, I'm sure people could relate to the the idea that, you know, feeling like, man, like I'm too, I'm too overweight, so I'm not going to do this. Or I don't look like this, so I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not ready to do this other thing. And how many things are you kind of letting pass by and avoiding for reasons that aren't true Um because you haven't proven it to, for, to be true. <laughs> yeah. Right? You didn't verify to make sure that that was it. Like, if he would have tried and she, and she, you know, completely rejected him, then you know that you can move forward. But so many times we we assume the worst and then, you know, to our, to our detriment. So, so I, think, I think that's that's very relatable. 
Definitely. And and that's all I got for Deadpool. Yeah. There isn't much more to the movie. There's not much more <laughs> there's not much more substance to that movie. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and it does present the things that we talked about in a very uh easy to uh, easy to relate to an open way um because you go into that movie and you're not thinking you're going to get that um and it really opens no. the door to be able to talk about that kind of stuff cuz you're yeah. just talking about a ridiculously raunchy movie yeah but arguably um, the most relatable one yeah like we're talking about like body issues and cancer and love right <laughs> and really honest messed up love it's not messed up it's beautiful love they're they're just uh it's beautiful they're just made for each other made for each other yeah that's the only way you can describe that all right so last movie x-men apocalypse um now we're all caught up (laughs) now we are since it just came out um i oh man i love the movie so much i enjoyed it so much x-men are some of my favorite movies like I loved all the X-Men movies. and there even, are pe- even The Last Stand? <clears throat> yes. Okay, wait. Wolverine Origins was not so good for me. No. no. But no, no. I did like Last... I liked Last Stand. I won't say I loved it, but I liked it. Um, but since they've started with First Class and Days of Future Past and now um, Apocalypse, I've really enjoyed... Um, really enjoyed what they've been doing with it yeah uh, yeah. yeah i love them and you know x-men movies always have this tone of um acceptance of racism of prejudice you know and it's pretty blatant right it's there this... are so many groups over the years that have been able to relate to the x-men in general yeah. not just this movie but um i mean lgbt people of color, Jews. It's been a big uh, a big relatable experience on oppression and people being scared of what they don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this movie deals with, um, with those issues less than any of the other ones, I think, um, because it's more, it's weird, like it's at a global scale, but it's still just very personal to the group of X-Men themselves. You don't really see the outside world, um, you know, none of those issues. Like in uh, – in, it's very obvious in Days of Future Past and in First Class and even Last Stand. Like in Last Stand, it's very, very, very um, blatant because of the cure and all that stuff. I don't know. There were – in this one, one of the biggest things, um, I mean, for me uh, – my wife is Jewish, and so <clears throat> I don't know how spoilery we're going to get with this, because the movie did just come out. Um, but the scene at Auschwitz, um, when we saw that, she started tearing up, um, and it was very re- a big release for her. Um, and I don't want to say too much more about what happened at Auschwitz, but um, that I think that could be something relatable to a lot of people um, who have been oppressed or have been rejected. That scene in particular was just very powerful. And um, uh, do you mean do you mean specifically 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go into spoiler. You're gonna go to the spoiler. To, yeah, yeah. Do you mean specifically like him tearing it down? Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like right, like um in because in his case, like this movie is in the past, right? So right. not many people like nobody our age, you know, was at Auschwitz, you know? Um, no. But but he but because this movie's in the past, he was or his family was. You know, he so was. T- yeah. yeah. So to him it means something very different. And Well, but even for he, us, there are mm-hmm, people who yeah. have had grandparents who were there. Yeah. yeah. And family members. Yeah. Um and so like I said, my wife who's Jewish, she didn't have any family. Her family came to America before the Holocaust. But for mm-hmm. her, even then, knowing that that was his release and his um he just took it down with all of his anger and anguish and it's no longer there yeah she said that was a very powerful moment and she would love to watch that with her mother yeah Um, i don't remember apocalypse's exact words but it was something along the lines of like tear this down and 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 look at what we'll build from its ruins, right? Like right. We're going to take this and we're going to build something new from it. Um, and I I don't, you know, so the, the idea is that Magneto wouldn't have been powerful enough to tear it all down so easily without Apocalypse's upgrade, right? Yeah. But, um, but the idea that he brings him, like Apocalypse brings him there to kind of, and give him that power to do that. Um, and move forward, and kind of then do that like at a larger, larger scale. But that's that that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, that um, that was probably he, one of the most powerful scenes in the movie to me. Yeah, yeah, and Magneto, like Magneto, um, he had the most uh, relatable scenes in the movie. You know, he tried so hard. Yeah, he tried so hard to be a good person. Yep, for ten years he was he was doing it. You know. And and that's kind of like he's always been struggling back and forth, right? There's always this thing where like I'm kind of the bad guy, but you know, Professor X is like, no, you know, like come on, friend, you know, <laughs> there's good in you. And, and it, yeah, and it's not even him getting caught by and found out by everyone else that he's Magneto that sends him over the edge. It's the loss of his daughter and his wife. Yeah, and and again, and that happens because he saved somebody's life. Yes, he um, did the he, right thing and 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 got punished for it. Yep, yep. So really, like after all this time, he instinctively saved the life. Mm-hmm. It, they didn't even they didn't show him like mm, like maybe you know, let me think about it. No, I'm not going to do it. He just he just did it and didn't think about it, and that caused the unfortunate event where, you know, then he, he lost his wife and, and kid. And that was that was rough. That was rough to watch because I think they had done a good job of showing – because, first of all, like Magneto's character is fantastic. Like through all the movies, um, the, this younger version of him, um, he's conflicted, but he's like a great character. So it was good to see him in that spot. It was oh, so horrible to see it taken away. Mm-hmm. And then, again, his, like his immediate reaction was like kill everybody in sight, which is – not advisable, but who doesn't, you know, who hasn't felt that way at a moment of loss or the moment of, you know, just something really, really bad happening. That's uh it was a hard, it was, it was, it was a, a rough scene. And, and his journey, like going back and forth, right? Like at that point he's, you know, it's that kind of thing where it's like, well, I tried being good. Obviously it doesn't matter what I do. I'm not 
a good guy, so let me just be the bad guy that everybody thinks that I am. Right. And, you know, and and that is something that we've we see a lot working with adolescents and working with yes. kids. Yes. You know, it's like, well, everybody thinks I'm a thug or everybody thinks I'm a brat or whatever, and mm-hmm. so I'm just going to I'm I'm going to embrace that 100% and I'm going to do it. And many times like you just think that people don't think better of you and and maybe a few people do think like that, but doesn't mean that that is what you are. So, That's very yeah. true. Yeah, very relatable. Poor Magneto. Ugh. Uh-huh. Um, so actually, I wanted to ask you about this. Why do you think that Quicksilver did not come forward to his father? I'm so mad about that. I'm I couldn't so... find a good reason. Like – I just I was like this guy is trying to find something to fight for yeah. and you won't give it to him. Yeah. Um I think I think it was because he was scared to. Yeah, I mean that's 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 like the only thing that like, makes sense. Like faced with faced with that like I don't know that's I mean on a whole nother level that's like coming out like Yeah. You yeah. can't like you want to say it. But, like, he even started out with, you're my, and then he couldn't. Um, and there are so many people who want to start to say something like, I'm gay, and they only get, like, I'm, I'm, and then that's it. And then they drop it. Um, yeah. I think he was just scared of of what Magneto's reaction might be, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... I mean, you know, for 10 years, he's looking forward to to this, right? He said he's been waiting all this time, but then Magneto disappeared, so he couldn't say anything. And now that he has the opportunity, I think, I think you're right. I think maybe he had a certain expectation about how it would go or – because remember, like, the first time he made some mistake, he's like, do, do, you, know, do you know him? Right. Like, what's he like? Because he wants to meet him. He wants to get to know him, but – yeah, there's a lot of re- there's a lot of potential reasons. Maybe it's good that we don't know because I think that that is where more people could possibly put themselves in that situation and then yeah, like share why they wouldn't do it or why they felt like that. And because th- that's the thing with a lot of uh, what we're doing here, right? Those we may see, like we may have a certain you know insight uh, is kind of what we're calling it, but you know, like we may see a potential. Um, opportunity for for a really good conversation or a good um, uh, like growth or just understanding, but really like these scenes can mean anything to to different people or many different things to different people, and I guess the like the ambiguity of of why he didn't do that is is probably good good for us. And that's the beauty of having the form for people to to submit things because they'll catch things that we won't or in the same scene or the same instance, they'll have a different experience that'll relate to that. Yeah. Um, Those are my favorites. When I, when I say like, Oh, like this is kind of like that. And they're like, no, you've got it all wrong. What it means is this. (laughs) I'm like, there is a right or wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 If it got you to a certain place that you weren't at before that you couldn't get to before, that's that's perfect. That's fantastic. But maybe also, you know, this is one of those situations where like somebody could point to that and say, you know what, 
like you see what he just did. That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I felt before. Um, and you know, like to be able to show that or to, to just, you know, or, or just to feel like that's me on the screen. Um, yeah. Can be great. Can be great. Um, so yeah, so I have, uh, so I guess they're both dealing maybe with the expectations, right? So Magneto with like the expectations of being a bad guy. Um, actually really the expectations of Charles who thinks that he's good. Yeah. <laughs> right? So he is battling that. Um, so the Quicksilver stuff was good. I liked Jean Grey and uh, Scott so. Summers trying to deal with being the quote-unquote freaks yep. of the school. Like they're in a school full of people that can cause fires and move things with their mind and run through walls and all kinds of things. Um, little sparkles from your fingers. <laughs> 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 Even though we didn't see her do it. Um, yeah, I wish we had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had that written down, like being a freak. <laughs> being a freak. Right. And, you know, like. In a place full of freaks. Like not yeah. even the freaks will accept you. <laughs> yeah. And that that's the irony, right? Um, the feeling like you are so different from everybody else, but everybody's different. And uh, how you deal with that. And maybe even finding like comfort in another freak. You know, where it's mm-hmm. like, listen, it's not even you, it's me. You know, maybe we should stick together. Um, yeah, that was that was good. And um, oh, so Mystique being this reluctant role model, I thought that uh, was great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like she is actually like people have posters of her. She inspired a whole bunch of people. That scene on the jet when they're um, can, when I, like, can, can I just say the poster yeah. that Storm had reminded me so much of Mockingjay. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Jennifer Lawrence. Get it, guys? Uh... Oh, well, there were some funny jokes like that. Like the first time you see Jean Grey, she's shooting a, shooting a bow and arrow. Which... Which on Game of Thrones, I, exactly. She, she just been she shooting a bone arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she couldn't do it. Yeah, um, that's that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but there were there were little things like that. Um, but, but yeah, yeah the but but that hero scene, and she plays a reluctant hero in both. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that that scene where everybody's like, "You inspired me," you know, and she like she's fighting that. You know, she's like, right? "I'm not a hero. I'm not doing that." And finally, at that point, it's like. Well, <laughs> it's probably in our best interest if I kind of embrace this. <laughs> well, it's because she thinks she's a bad guy, just like Magneto. So, yeah, but in the in the in Days of Future Past, like things change, right? Right. She's kind of betrayed by by Eric and her actions at the end, like she she goes with what she believes is right. And because the world sees it and interprets her actions in a certain way, she becomes this kind of savior figure for mutants and but she didn't want to be the hero yeah, she fought yeah. herself in that last scene of Absolutely. days of futures past that she was yeah. in and um yeah she did not want to be the good guy yeah and uh now she's dealing with the aftermath of that <laughs> yep. and even even her her like we have no idea what she's been doing for well actually that's not true so for apparently for the last 10 years she's been liberating mutants Right. Right. Um, and then when she comes, the whole reason she goes to the to the mansion is just because she wants to help Eric. Exactly. It's not even like she wants to take him the down. The guy that it's betrayed like, her. Yeah. 
Yeah, but she still like they all care about him, you know. So right. so they all risk a lot to to save him. So I've got loss, and then uh, the last one is uh, I guess we kind of alluded to that before, but more specifically when uh, like Jean Grey is talking about this darkness that she has inside of her, and she's afraid of it. Mm-hmm. In her case, we know that she literally has <laughs> this this uh, phoenix inside of her, which is, you know, in Last Stand, we saw what it what it uh, it'll be if it's unleashed. Ah, um, uh, but we don't know because the world has changed. Yeah, yeah, everything's been reset, right? But so if we assume that it's they kept under wraps, um, like this has been something that always happens in the comics. Like the phoenix has to be contained. Um, right. At least because – and so like Professor X helps with that because it's just too much. And but it's the it, same thing in the 90s cartoon show, which yep, is where yep. I mostly know my X-Men from. Yeah. So. <laughs> then you must have yeah. loved the last scene of the movie. <clears throat> I really did. <laughs> I really did. They were in um, those suits. I know. I'm uh, telling you, I used to play with my friends when I was in elementary school. We used to play um, X-Men and we had a large group of friends that would play <laughs> – um, and apparently there weren't enough girls to play, so I ended up being stuck with Cyclops <laughs> because we had a lo- it was a large group of girls playing. So everyone already was like, "I'm gonna be Rogue, I'm gonna be Storm, I'm gonna be Jean Grey." Nope, I had to be Cyclops. So I was so excited when his suit was the suit from the cartoon, <laughs> oh my or gosh. something that resembled it. Um. It w- yeah 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 it's close enough it's the 2016 than, version better. of the 80s 90s. and 90s version yeah <laughs> hey they're doing 90s X Men comics right now yeah X Men 92 I know mm-hmm. um so yeah but I think uh, so even though for her it's literal right that she yeah. has a darkness inside her I think you know many times people are afraid right. that they have a darkness inside them but they really don't. Um, but it's a valid fear. <laughs> it is a valid yeah. fear. You can yeah. be scared of losing control. And I think that's what the whole thing is. The darkness is her fear of losing control and the darkness getting out. And it's the same thing that people fear about, say, having an anger problem <clears throat> yeah. or a drinking problem or yeah, yeah, just any, just not knowing what they would do if they were pushed to a certain point. Yeah, um, or even or even just any addiction, you know. At exactly. any point, you feel like you can fall off the wagon and you can, you know, um, somehow succumb and and get back into your old habits. Mm-hmm. And and that's really like it is a possibility. And, and for her, every time she uses her psychic powers, she feels like she's getting a little closer to that that darkness. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you even see in the movie, you can see it, like, ah. Well, it really uh, like so good. Yeah, but really like it isn't there really isn't it isn't bad. Like no. even in the last stand when they show her as a kid, she's mm-hmm. got like this this kind of um like darker look to her, you know? Yeah. And her use of her powers. Um here she's genuinely a a good person. Right. Um, like a nice person, a, a, a loving person. And, Someone who reaches out to people and tries to be nice. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And helpful and good. Um, so, you know, there's no there's no uh, malicious uh, intent in anything that she's doing. And really, she just like lets her power go. But it's not it's not like in Last Stand when you see that, you know, she just becomes this, uh, this other thing. So no. I'm I'm looking forward to see what what it's going to be in the future. 
Um, just uh, the end credit scene. Did you did you find out what that means? No. So apparently Essex is a reference to Mr. Sinister. Ooh. Do you remember him from the cartoons? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited. Um, very, very excited. When we were at the movie, we we were like, "Oh, we needed to screenshot that so we could go and see if there's any names on those vials." Or yeah. Like. Well, and so it's actually like Essex is the 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 name on the briefcase. Yeah. 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 Oh, but I, I did. I love this movie so much. Actually, out of the. Oh man, out of all the movies we we talked about, I think I enjoyed um I think I enjoyed Apocalypse the most. Um not not counting Star Wars. Star Wars is like a whole other level thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. of uh this year, I think even in terms of if you look at it like in big picture, like in terms of lore and what effect it has on the rest of the universe, like uh, like I I'm very angry at Force Awakens for what it did to like the overall Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, you have to read the books. I'm telling you, you have um, to read the books from the okay. between time. I don't know that that's gonna make me any happier, but like Apocalypse, I like what happened. You know, even though yeah, um, in, in like uh, Apocalypse is essentially inconsequential, really. I mean, like the world got really messed up. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you know, like the team move forward, like everything that's going to come afterwards. And, and I love that they're really, you know, they're reiterating that the timeline is different now. Everything is, is different. Um, you know, the next movie is supposed to be like in the nineties, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm and I'm going, it, yeah. and I'm going to flip out. I love it. I, I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's been a, a good year for a big geeky blockbusters. Yeah. Absolutely. I think for me, Deadpool and Apocalypse were my two, well, I guess I like Civil War. Ah, I can't choose. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. It's okay. I can have them all. That's awesome. Um, but uh, so I mentioned we, we discussed five movies. Um, yeah. We should split this up, uh, how we're going to put them into a library. Do you want to – you can call dibs. Which ones do you want? Oh, crap. Uh, Civil War. Okay. <laughs> and if I get to call dibs – I guess, well, okay, I could pick Star Wars because I know you have issues with Star Wars, and I love it. <laughs> I, I just said I really like Star Wars. You have issues with it. I have. I, I just have love it. it. <laughs> okay, so it's you okay. want Star Wars? What else? Yeah. Uh, so Civil War, Star Wars, how are we splitting five movies? Uh, it's up to you. You can take three or you can take two. I'm going to take Apocalypse and make you do Batman and Deadpool. Okay, no problem. Done. The whole the whole idea of doing of recording this is for accountability. That's right. You understand? So now That's it's right. now it's recorded. It is recorded. So you have to do it. You have what's, to, Laura. What's going to happen if I don't? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's put it on record. What happens if you don't? <laughs> I don't know. Is there a bet? Like, uh, what uh, are we doing here? I, I don't know. Uh, Maybe I should just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just do it. Good. Sounds good. All right. So so that's it for, for this meeting. Um, I think now by doing the, the, the movies, I think we're kind of caught up so we can we can go into little you know, by little. <laughs> yeah. Different different areas. Um and kind of let's see what you've been thinking of um in the past few weeks and, and I'll do the same. It'll just remember there's discussion. some more big movies coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But we're but at least we're caught up 
for now. Yep. Which is which is the next? Uh, which are the next big ones? We've got Warcraft. Uh oh, you're counting Warcraft. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a I'm good one. I'm excited. I, I'm a WoW geek. I'm really yeah. excited about that one. And Finding Dory. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, it's a big movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. That uh, one too. Yes. I'm really looking forward to that. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. I don't know how Suicide I feel Squad. about that Joker, but we'll see. I'm like I said, I'm going to give it a chance. Just like I, I, I can't hate on people who hate on things before they see it. I'm not going <laughs> to hate on the movie before I see it. You know? Yeah. Um, Ninja Turtles. I loved. I love the first one. Um, I did not like the first one. I'll probably end up going to see it anyway, though. I did. I did love the first one. So Ninja Turtles, and then Rogue One. I can't think of anything else in between. Rogue um, One doesn't come out for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know that. That like I jumped yeah. all the way to that. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at a. Oh, Doctor uh, Strange comes out uh, later oh, this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one's gonna be good too. I think we'll have some stuff oh, to talk about. Oh, um, doesn't uh, Harry Potter the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Oh come out yes, this year? yes. I think that's December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a holiday film. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think I think those are the biggest ones. Because there's no other DC, there's no other Marvel. Um there's no other Disney. I saw a jungle book recently. Uh yeah. Well I mean the, we won't the, discuss it now, but uh No. And um yeah, I can't think of anything else that's coming. I can't up. think of any that we'll probably yeah. find something yeah. later. Okay. All right, so that's it. That's it for us this week, and uh, we'll definitely um, touch those blockbusters as they come, but uh, we're all caught up. Um, Again, the link to help us out and give your own suggestions, like even if it's something that we just said, like maybe we completely missed something from one of these movies that you think might be something that people could relate to or something um, you identified with or something you thought was was really great and might be helpful. Feel free to just you know include the same title and just let us know, and we'll we'll add that to to the entry. And then it's not uh, publicly visible yet, but we're within the we next. We need few more months, content yeah, before yeah. before we make it publicly visible. Yeah. Well, even even now, like I would be okay with putting out what we That's have true. now. Um, just I I want to make sure. I not that it needs to be perfect. I just need I just need the tool to look to be okay. To look and good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. To work really is what yeah. I want. <laughs> what? You don't yeah. want people to click on positive right female role models and get Captain America? <laughs> for, for, for our purposes right now, it's technically just a spreadsheet. So that's not, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Talk to you next time, Laura. Next time, let's wait.